Chapter 83, Jonah Historically Regarded. Reference was made to the historical story of Jonah and the whale in the preceding chapter. Now, some Nantucketers rather distrust this historical story of Jonah and the whale, but, but then there were some skeptical Greeks and Romans who, standing out from the orthodox pagans of their time, equally doubted the story of uh, Hercules and the whale, and... Uh, Arion and the dolphin, and yet they're doubting those traditions did not make those traditions one with the less facts for all that. One old Sag Harbor whaleman's chief reason for questioning the Hebrew story was this. He had one of those quaint, old-fashioned Bibles, embellished with curious, unscientific plates, one of which uh, represented Jonah's whale with two spouts in his head, a, a peculiarity only true with respect to a series a species of the Leviathan, the, the, the right whale, and the varieties of that order, concerning which the fishermen have this saying, a penny roll would choke him. His swallow is so very small. But to this, Bishop Jeb's anticipative answer is ready. It's not necessary, hints the bishop, that we consider Jonah as tombed in the whale's belly, but as temporarily lodged in some part of his mouth. And this seems reasonable enough in the good bishop. For truly, the right whale's mouth would accommodate a couple of uh, whist tables and comfortably seat all the players. Possibly, too, Jonah might have ensconced himself in a, in a hollow tooth, but, uh, but on second thoughts, the right whale's toothless. Another reason why Sag Harbor, he went by that name, um, urged for his want of faith in this matter of the prophet was something obscurely in reference to his incarnated body and the whale's gastric juices. But uh, this objection likewise falls to the ground because a German exegetist uh, supposes that Jonah must have taken refuge in the floating body of a dead whale, even as the French soldiers in the Russian campaign turned their dead horses into tents and crawled into them. Besides, it uh, has been divined by other continental commentators that when Jonah was thrown overboard from the Joppa ship, he straightway effected his escape to another vessel nearby, some vessel with a whale as a figurehead, and I would add possibly called the whale. Yeah, some craft are nowadays christened the shark, the gull, the eagle. Nor have there been wanting learned uh, exegists, uh, exegetists who have opined that if the whale mentioned in the book of Jonah merely meant a life preserver, an inflated bag of wind which the endangered prophet swam to, and so was saved from a watery doom. Poor Sag Harbor, therefore, seems worsted all around. But, but he had uh, still another reason for his want of faith. If, if it was this, if I remember right, <clears throat> Jonah was swallowed by the whale in the Mediterranean Sea, and after three days, he was vomited up somewhere within three days' journey of Nineveh, a city on the Tigris. Very much more than three days' journey across from the nearest point of the Mediterranean coast. How is that? But was there no other way for the whale to land the prophet within that short distance of Nineveh? Yes, he might have carried him around by the way of Cape of Good Hope. But not to speak of the passage through the whole length of the Mediterranean and another passage up the Persian Gulf and Red Sea, uh, such a supposition would involve the complete circumnavigation of all Africa in three days, not to speak of the Tigris waters near the site of Nineveh being too shallow for any whale to swim in. Besides, this idea of uh, Jonah's weathering the Cape of Good Hope at so early a day uh, would rest the honor of the uh, discovery of that great headland from Bartholomew Dias, its reputed discoverer, and so make modern history a liar. But 
all these foolish arguments of old Sag Harbor only evinced his foolish pride of reason. Nothing still more reprehensible in him, seeing that he had but little learning except what he picked up from the sun and the sea. I say it only shows his foolish, impious pride and abominable, devilish rebellion against the reverend clergy. For by a, a Portuguese Catholic priest, this, this very idea of Jonah's going to Nineveh via the Cape of Good Hope was advanced as a signal magnification of the general miracle. And so it was. Besides, to this day, the highly enlightened Turks devoutly believe in the historical story of Jonah. And some three centuries ago, an English traveler in old Harris's voyages speaks of a Turkish mosque built in honor of Jonah, in which mosque was a miraculous lamp that burnt without any oil. <laughs>